Welcome to the journey with Mpo Podcast, a sacred space for healing, love, and rediscovering your life purpose. Introducing your host, Mpo. Hello, journey with Mpo friends and family. I am so excited to be back on this mic that I'm almost tempted to ask you for permission to actually scream for joy because (laughs) it has been such a long time coming. I released the Medicine Woman episode and then went completely MIA with good reason. This last season or this last cycle of time had been calling for rest, rejuvenation, reset, reflection. It was not a time for creation. And so I heeded the call and here I am on the other side and very grateful for that reflective time, for that space and I hope that you didn't miss us too much. I'm kind of hoping you missed us a lot, actually. (laughs) We are excited to be back with an episode that is proudly sponsored by two phenomenal women-owned businesses. Can I get a heck yeah? What? (laughs) We did all this work healing our friendships and relationships with women and trying to establish a community that is supportive and finally all of these things all of these good feeling relationships are coming into manifestation and it's I've got goosebumps just thinking about it so Let me not talk your ears off. The first woman-owned business that is sponsoring this episode is Le Kukui Creations. They make earrings out of the kukui nut out in Hawaii. If you are on island or in Hawaii in general, then kindly follow them on Instagram. Go ahead and purchase a set of gorgeous earrings from them if you don't believe me go ahead and check out my recent instagram posts with the earrings i i mean my words won't do them justice it's absolutely beautiful 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 stuff and if you are not in hawaii still go follow them show them love share their creations and slide into their dms and find out if they won't ship internationally because hey who doesn't want to be connected to anything that comes from this beautiful aina so lake Kukui creations 
their business name and handle is also in the episode notes. Now, the second business, the owner is actually today's guest, a former high school friend of mine, Martina. And it was interesting when I asked her to send me her bio, she said, I'm a lover for the mystic arts, still finding out what is true to be the best version this life has called me to be. A forever student to nature and creativity. As cool as I may appear to be, I'm an aspiring, open quote, crazy cat lady, close quote, lol, heart. (laughs) And... As you listen to this episode, I want you to consume all that Martina has to say to really take it in because we dive into a variety of topics. Her business is called Nahum Untitled and it is also on Instagram. Again, all of the stuff will be in the episode notes so excited for the sponsorship of two phenomenal women-owned businesses that I absolutely admire and am inspired by. So here's Martina. And of course, they needed to be someone revving their car at this very hour. Okay, let's get started. So I'll start with the singing bowl. We'll do a Tibetan singing bowl. Just more so calming my nerves. Opening up the conversation for us. Hello, Martina. I am so excited for this conversation. Same here. Thank you so much for reaching out and giving me the opportunity to speak my truth. Thank you for being in alignment. I know we were trying to schedule this earlier, but this is divine timing. Yes, everything is always divine timing. I feel we both had to go through some things and just... Mm heal whatever is necessary before we can engage properly. Mm, mm. 
feels good. I like it when the timing's right. Yeah. I like it. We all do. We all do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start right off the top. On your Instagram, you describe yourself as a magician. Are you open to telling us more about this? Um, just a little bit. Um, firstly, I find it provocative, you know, when people say, like, oh, damn, what is this girl doing? But when you get to see what I'm actually doing on my Instagram, I'm literally creating magic with things that I create mm. through my jewelry, some of my posts, you know, mm. I feel everything is magic. Everything we do is a, mm. a ritual of some sort. Mm. Mm. You're right. When I view your Instagram account, I feel like I'm experiencing, you know, other people just post their experiences and other people, you can experience them through their yes. posts. Like, this is who I am. Your videos make me feel things that I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Mission achieved. <laughs> yeah, creating magic. That's exactly that. No, I'm glad that you feel something. Um, mm. yeah, I feel like to do everything with intention, especially on social media, you know, mm. a lot of us have ended up using it as some sort of an escape tool or like consuming junk and you don't realize what it's doing to you internally mm. and how you end up expressing yourself in the outside world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can definitely align with the intentional intentionally creating things i feel that i find myself going through my following and the people that follow me and saying what do i want to see what do i intentionally want to consume and bring into my life because we spend so much time there mm -hmm. we spend so much time sharing our energy through our content creation whether it be photos or music who do you want to share the energy with and do those people align with where you are at that point in your life when you are sharing those things? So I feel it. I'm all for it. <laughs> and then you see me sometimes on WhatsApp with the banter, but it's still intentional, makes the people think, <laughs> make them ask questions. <laughs> WhatsApp is like a community. We're like, you know, WhatsApp is not social media, especially for South Africans, I feel. Yeah. It's, it's our safe space, I guess, where we can be, not worry about, oh, why are you posting that? that, that, that. Yeah. You shouldn't be posting that because, like, outside yeah. Facebook and Instagram, oh, there's a lot of that. And it's just like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah, I liked when you said you. <laughs> home it's like yo has so much weight in it like yo you don't know half of it <laughs> yeah. okay so let's talk about something that's been a yo moment for me um mm -hmm. the awakening process right some people call it the spiritual awakening process the kundalini process just the your what just happened one minute i was identifying with this part of myself and now it feels like I'm a completely different person. There seems to be a considerable collective getting activated to share light, vibrate love, harmony, and healing. We've termed this for ourselves the awakening process. What has that process been like for you? 
Um, to be honest, nerve-wracking. <laughs> mm. It's nerve-wracking because, um, as you said, like you feel like you you identify with certain things and then you go through a certain experience that lifts up a sort of veil and you realize mm. like, okay, um, that's not really how I should be going about this life. And mm. um, like the ego death um, in Christianity, they call it like mm. the death of self, um, laying down your mm. flesh, you know, coming to Christ. Learning how to mm. not operate from the ego, I guess. I think that's the safest term to use, not operating from the ego. Um, mm. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Some days are good. It's effortless. Some days just like I feel so stuck. Um, and like, do I really have to go through this process? Like, <laughs> can't I just be whatever I want? And it's like, no, you need to uncondition the mind, uncondition your soul, decolonize the mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, I feel after the nerve-wracking process, it does feel better and then you do go back to gratitude like i'm grateful i went through this process mm -hmm. and i'm grateful that i'm here now and i'm grateful for these new tools that can help me stay in alignment mm -hmm. and it's a never-ending process people mm -hmm. i feel like what i what i observe on social media and with some interactions people go like oh i've awakened and it's just that and <laughs> it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as like when you get baptized and it's like okay i'm saved it doesn't end there you have to continuously put in work um i feel the best way to go through the awakening process is to like the same way we maintain relationships with people maintain a relationship with the spirit maintain a relationship with the creator have that allow yourself to have those human emotions you know mm -hmm. you don't have to um have this facade like it's all nice and dandy mm -hmm. like people make it seem like it's like that i call it toxic positivity and like are you actually learning or are you mm -hmm. just trying to show us that you're onto something to maybe become more likable because it seems to be mm -hmm. a trend yeah You're using your hands to like no. it's the yo. I told you it's like the yo. <laughs> I like the fact that you pointed out it's a never ending process because I think that has been fortunately for me, my awakening process happened simultaneously or almost simultaneously with my mother. And we reached a point where we were like Brad, does this come to an end? Like, if this is an assignment, like, are we done? Because to your point, the death of an of your, one's ego seems to be a death, a rebirth, a death, a rebirth. Just when you think you are over yourself, you know, you'll make up stories that protect this ego, that keep walls, that build walls and stop you from getting to the ego. 
And so just when you think you're done, something happens, a old trigger or something that you think you've worked through comes back up and you're like, what the hell? Why does it feel like I'm back in the same position? And like, what insanity is this? And does this end? Because how many times am I going to do the dying and the rebirthing, the dying and the rebirthing? And it seems I, I've, you can maybe tell me if you relate to this or not, but I've seen, I've come to call this realm that we're in this earth space that we're in the school this is where we are learning this is school <laughs> i tell my brother almost every day you're here to learn, here to learn. <laughs> yeah. different forms yeah. of coexistence mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. And I think once you've gone through that point, you know, you said you'll be grateful and you'll have compassion. So I think it softens you up. It deepens your connection with humanity. You start seeing people's struggles. You don't just see, no, but this person's like this and that and that. You're like, oh, I know how you could be stuck in the same behavior pattern. I know how you could be having a difficult time breaking these cycles for yourself because I've been there and I give you love. I give you light. I give you the continued courage to keep dying and coming back and dying and coming back from your ego. That's the least we can do for everyone around us. Yeah. It's, but it's just unfortunate that like everyone is, um, awakening at different levels mm-hmm. so i think that's where like the old triggers mm-hmm. come in and all because you think okay i'm having this awakening and like mm-hmm. okay I, I i now that i have these tools i think life is going to go smoothly for a bit and mm-hmm. then you're going to come across someone who's also awakening but it's different maybe they're higher mm-hmm. maybe they don't, don't know and just that mm-hmm. interaction sometimes causes a type of friction and then you are humbled mm-hmm. like okay Mm. Am I ready to apply these tools? So I still need to learn. What more do I need to learn? Mm. So I think that's the frustrating part, the nerve-wracking part of awakening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs, um, the title is "The Waters We Give," and the chorus of it is "Be like water, you know, just flow. Don't have." an attachment to the things that you think you've learned, to the things that you think you know, just flow. And I think that's been such saving grace for my awakening process because sometimes the ego wants to hold on and it's like, this is what I know and this is what I'm certain of. And what you're certain of just keeps slipping from your grip. You're trying to hold on to it, but Mm -hmm. you can't hold on to it. You have to just let go and say, this is who I am now. I'm open. I'm open. I'm cracked wide open. There's nothing more left to take. And there's so much more that I can give if I can get through this process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a beautiful song. Mm I need to hear it. I even need to hear it. Thank you. I was listening to it today at work and just like, going through 
something else that's coming up for me that I've been working through and it's just like be like water my friend and I'm like yes remember Mpo. the water comes in you know I live on an island so the water comes in from the ocean and then it goes right mm-hmm. back it comes in and it goes right back how can I loosen up what I think needs to be done in this very moment what I think needs to be happening and just flow and accept that this is what's showing up and this is how it's happening and I can be okay with that I can be okay with not being in control so yeah I want to ask you a question um yes when we go through these processes of like having to let go yeah is it it's normal to feel pain right and Mm. I don't know, like, I feel it's something that I might need now because I think it's something that I, I am kind of struggling with a bit, I'm not mm. going to lie. Um, the human yeah. emotions, like, how to actually deal with it because there's this friction mm. of, like, you can feel your feelings, but sometimes when we feel our feelings and how we express it can be more damaging to your whole journey. So mm. if you have... A word of advice for your girl while we make you retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) I need to preface this by saying that I am not an expert at this in any shape, way or form. (laughs) But it's been coming up for a lot of us. Um, Our emotions are being triggered partially because of the awakening process and partially because of the growth that we need to do as a human race. Our two emotion centers in the body are the solar plexus and the sacral chakra. The solar plexus being just below the heart in the center where the ribs end. When you feel shock or like those butterflies in your stomach kind of feeling, you mainly feel it in your solar plexus. It's like a little (gasps) jump. It actually, if it's strong enough, it has the potential to make you jump. Um, The sacral chakra is our pleasure point. This is where we feel both sensual, sexual pleasure they work concurrently with our emotional, our entire emotional center. Yes, people say, I love you with all my heart, but most of the emotion happens within the solar plexus and the sacral chakra. What I've been finding powerful for me during this time is an affirmation. (laughs) Hadida, yes, yes. that jump it it activated that solar plexus just as I was like you know (laughs) thank you Hadidas I appreciate that (laughs) what I find works for me or what has been powerful and transformative for me during this time is to say I have the right to feel my emotions Mm -hmm. We have a tendency for when something comes up 
for us. I don't know whether it's a trauma response or how we were raised as kids, but we as a society have learned to push our feelings aside. Like not right now. Ugh, I don't have time. I don't want people to see me crying or I don't want people to think I'm upset. So instead of feeling whatever emotion is coming up for us, we just push it to the side and then we never come back. We never come back to it and say, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm doing this practice where I say, what do I need to release? Where was a moment coming up for me where there was too strong of an emotion? And I said, no, not right now. Can right now be now just before bed? Can I reflect on that moment? Can I say, man, that was really messed up. I was really upset about that. And could I even cry about it? Did I want to cry at that time? But did I stop myself from crying because maybe people were looking at me or maybe just didn't seem appropriate at the time? And so on the days where I'm not too tired and I still have a little bit of weakness before bedtime, this is what I'm doing. I'm just releasing and I'm saying, you have the right to feel your emotions. And I want you to remember that even when those things are coming up for you, whatever emotions they are, feel them, feel them. And so this is a process of like releasing and letting go and not having an attachment or trying to find meaning or trying to judge myself for having those emotions. Like, why do I feel like that? Why did I respond that way? Or why didn't I respond in that way? I'm just saying, whatever I feel right now, I have the right to feel. And I'm hoping that process, no matter how many times I do it every night, is able to restore the energy balance within the solar plexus and the sacral chakra to just, it's okay. It's okay. I'm here in this crazy Mercury and <laughs> finding alignment and finding that. And it's hard. It's hard because sometimes it's rage, right? It's like, I need to do something. There needs to be action. Like I'm thinking maybe some sort of aggressive sport, like dancing or boxing or something that like helps you you know if you had like drums and you just explode the energy out of your body you physically dance it out of your body if you will I'm thinking things like that in the future will be very helpful because as we continue in this awakening process those emotions tend to build and become more of emotions requiring release like they're no longer things that you can just park on the bench you have to release them Mm. Yeah. Tell me if that lands for you, if it makes sense. It it really lands, and it makes sense because um, sometimes when I do things, I don't realize why until afterwards, and it makes sense that just mm-hmm. before going back to studying, um, there was this type of nervousness and shame, shame coming from I should have done this sooner, um, just unnecessary mm. emotions, and my hips were stiff. They were so mm-hmm. and I just started on YouTube. I'm like yoga, <laughs> root chakra mm-hmm. yoga. Like even though I'm not um really familiar with the chakra points, like I understand like we store energy in certain points, but let's see like when mm-hmm. I work with opening up the hip and it calmed mm-hmm. me down. It grounded mm-hmm. me. And I like mm-hmm. some of the yoga pages where um, um while you're doing the yoga they'll speak affirmations to you and it's really really helpful mm-hmm. yeah we really take for granted how comforting affirmations are whether you're getting it from the bible from psalms from proverbs mm-hmm. or on the internet from your chakra mm-hmm. pages 
they are so comforting. Yeah, I definitely agree. So it, it's funny that you say your hips. <laughs> because there was a yoga video that I watched. And this woman said that women store emotion in their hip area. And that's why we have tightness in the hips. And I was like, yeah, my hips are always <laughs> yo. <laughs> Yeah, you like whether you're sitting or standing, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's no comfortable position. So the stretching has been really, really helpful in that sense. So what you said actually really resonated, sort of confirmed that, okay, I am listening to the body, listening to the spirit and finding new ways to release. Nice. Always on the right path. Your guidance system is always there. Your guidance support system is always like this is what you need to do this is where you need to be going it's funny when I start looking for information and then other people are bringing me the same information like have you tried this someone said you should try roller skating and I've been thinking about dancing like I should try a dance class and they're like I run a roller skating class every Fridays you should come and I was like okay I mean I hear you universe hello (laughs) sure I'll go roller skating God always got us. I like that. So I really, we'll get into it. I'm really excited to get into the duality of your spirituality and your Christian ship coming into play all at one. But I'm going to preface it with this one question first before we get into that, because I'm excited. I'm like, I want to hear more. (laughs) Um, So when we were preparing for this episode, you detailed how your mother's non-judgmental and Christian perspective was a catalyst in helping you find your balance within the spiritual journey while maintaining Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about this experience? I can start off with my favorite experience with my mom when I started experiencing that very differently to how we were raised in the church. Mm. And... Yeah, we were sitting outside in the garden. We have like this cute little bench looking at the grass, the plant. Like the scenery was just right. Like everything just felt so divine and sacred and safe. It was very, very safe. Mm. And I was telling my mom about certain dreams I'm having. And even when I'm in mm. um, awakened states, there's just certain things I will see. And like, mm. where did I just go? Why is this happening? And I was explaining to her how I've been interpreting these things and my love now for mm. incense and really wanting to learn herbs. And I'm like, where is this all coming from? Because we mm. didn't learn this in church. And she's just, and I asked her, does this make me less of a Christian? And she said, no. Mm. And she just further explained, like, we can't fight how God chooses to communicate to us. Each of us have our mm. own purpose. We're all part of the body of Christ. Everyone has a role to play. And it's not our place to say, yo, that's not right. Mm. If it's mm. if I can see you, my daughter, like you've come from this very dark space and mm. you're creating, you're working, you just have this this new lust for life. I know that God is with you, like I'm not going to fight it. And I was just like, wow, mm. that is so beautiful. So mm. from there every now and then I'll be like, yo, mom, I had this dream and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we'll be like seeing different healers or just like symbolisms. And sometimes Mm -hmm. she can even interpret them. 
and she advised me that you know um yes the way people have been molded in the church um you also need to learn your audience so you know how to speak on certain things so that there's no mm. backlash because you know like mm. and i translated that as you know energy needs to flow i can't tell someone something that they're not ready to hear it's gonna bounce mm. back on me it's gonna hit me it's gonna literally hit mm. me Mm. so that's why we always ask God for guidance and to always open the hearts of people and you'll know when you're supposed to pass mm. on the message to someone you don't just go blah 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 so, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so conversations with her have been one of my favorite grounding exercises mm. in this journey mm. yeah I think she received you with love you know as you describe that story sitting in the bench on the sitting on the bench the scenery everything was good your moment of awakening was met by someone who gave birth to you and to me I'm looking at I'm listening to you share the story and I'm like it felt like a hug like how the awakening process begins for a lot of us if I could make it like a, a description a little bit here like give people imagery you're sitting in a tree and then something really loud passes by and shocks you out of your senses and you fall out of the tree onto the ground, pretty much, you know, because one minute you're here and everything about where you are is stable and it's secure and you trust it and you know it to be true. And then the next minute you're in this awakening process where so much seems uncertain, like, I feel like maybe perhaps the question you had asked her at the time is how is the church, how, how does this now correlate to my Christianity? Where does Christ, my Christian faith stand with this awakening process? And for her to give you those words of warmth and love and say, it's okay that God is in this too. You, God is still in this journey with you too is like <sighs> yeah. a lot of relief happened in that moment because mm. yeah. mm. yeah. it then gives you the opportunity supported from your birth space to continue moving in this journey you know I have a reliable source who may or may not sometimes understand that, but at some point she gets to a point where she can translate some of the things that are showing up for you, that she can mm. clarify them. And it's... Yeah. I think that with mom's guidance, one thing I am so grateful for every day is that when God is really present in a situation, it really doesn't matter your walk of life. Mm. It's that, it's that connect as I said like when God says okay it's time to relay this message that person will be open to receive it and then there's just this whole flow of new energy and allowing for a new experience and new knowledge mm. new wisdom so mm. really really grateful for that. Mm. <laughs> I have goosebumps from that really love it so I've in just glimpses of social media and um, talks that we've had witnessed you exist in this spiritual and Christian duality. And 
I'm interested in knowing whether this specific duality shows up in your day-to-day life, like divination tools, Bible, incense. How does your day-to-day life look like? Um, There's definitely duality every day of every second. (laughs) From the day, from the time I wake up till I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't pause it and say, okay, today I'm going to be like this. Today I'm going to chant this. No. So how I maintain duality with divination tools and Christianity is no matter what I'm doing, I'm always first seeking God, waiting on Mm -hmm. God. And when I get what was meant to come to me in that moment, I give thanks. Everything is around God. I'm just Mm -hmm. a vessel and I'm learning and I'm learning about God. Mm -hmm. I'm not here for some sort of a quick fix because Mm -hmm. I think that's me. (laughs) Like, um, no matter the walk, whether you're a dualist or spiritualist or whatever religion, some people turn to these things for quick fixes and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work like that. And you need to know inside, like, what am I doing this for? And the main thing for me is to know God. I just want to have that relationship with God. So I'll be reading my Bible. I'll read Psalms. I'll read Proverbs. I'll burn incense to clear the space, to clear the mind. And that I can translate it properly. And now recently, going back to theology studies so that I learn how to interpret the Bible properly so that Mm. I don't potentially use it for selfish reasons because I think sometimes Mm. we get caught up with all these new tools that um, when we feel it aligns with us we might abuse it a little bit and Mm -hmm. that was not what that tool was meant for Mm. so yeah some nights I'll burn a candle, I'll give thanks, mm. I'm giving thanks to God. Because even mm. though I will see some of my ancestors in the other realm, I take it as <clears throat> it's God also living through them. And mm. because I can't comprehend God yet, the whole factor of God, the best way that they can speak to me is through my ancestors. Mm. So... I think that's how I maintain the duality that yes, there are these spiritual tools, but at the end of the day, it's for God and seeking the teachings of Jesus to always give love where it's necessary, to be not so judge- judgmental, be kind, practice hospitality, be light, always forgive. Yeah. What I appreciate most about your duality is the sense that you have recognized that it's not going to be a quick fix. Like this is not something that we just do to manifest our dreams and reality. This is a way of life. And this way of life is going to require that we are responsible because I hear you say, we must use this for good, which tells me that there is a potential for to use it for bad. So you have recognized that 
yes, I want to use this for good. How do I maintain being a beacon of light, love, harmony, forgiveness, not being judgmental and wanting to embody those qualities as your journey it's just so inspirational like the clarity that you have in that is very inspirational thank you thank yeah you. i hope to inspire more people yes i think you already are no 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 i'm gonna take that back i believe you already are you know inspiration i think we work so hard trying to um inspire but when we're just ourselves it's already happening it's people may not say hey girl i'm watching you like hey you're lighting a fire inside me but it's already happening whether you get confirmation of that or not just you being you and that's why it's so important for all of us to show up with who we really are life is you're destined to be here and be who you are. You can't play copy and paste in someone's life. You can't be like a Kim Kardashian or Beyonce or you can't be copy and pasting people's life. The world needs you, you in all of your essence and all of your being, the world needs you to show up as you because there's a place for that. There are people who are getting inspired by that. And if you copy and paste someone else, then why are you here? We're in school. (laughs) Why are you here? That's me being judgmental. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we can't help the the sin, the ego, the judgments that like we're mm-hmm. human, we're in human flesh. And I think mm-hmm. a big part of both maintaining Christianity and um, using spiritual tools is to acknowledge that what we call the shadow self, like things people expect us to keep away because mm-hmm. the spiritual journey is not always love and light. Mm-mm. Even in the Bible, it's not always love and light. You know, people mm. um, will always say, "Yeah, the Bible contradicts itself." I find it very hard for the Bible to contradict itself now that I'm learning what I'm learning, because there's a time and a place mm. for everything, and we need mm-hmm. to go with that flow. And sometimes it's not nice, and it's mm-hmm. okay to express it, and we express with the intention to show people that. It's okay to feel that, go through that, and learn from it. Hmm. People think when you're saved and all that, you're going to be happy all the time. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I will cuss you out with the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> or they expect you to always be this calm, timid mm. person. It's like, but if you're going to try me enough, I'm going to have to clap back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to clap back. Put you in your place. And I think that's where the clapping back, now that I'm speaking on it, um, Mm -hmm. people, uh, myself actually, in the beginning, before all of this, I had a different meaning for the word, um, like being divinely protected and the word witchcraft and the word ritual, mm. like people, like we, <laughs> I guess we were taught that um, when you hear these words, you think of like mm. lots of blood and sacrificing and these <laughs> wow, <laughs> wild, wild things, and people summoning forces to fight you, and it's like no, 
all of these things mm. that we're learning are to help heal ourselves and the bloodline mm. before us and the mm. bloodline after us. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> You've mentioned a couple of things that lead me to our next point of conversation. You've mentioned the shadow self. And then you've also mentioned rituals earlier on at the beginning of our conversation, you said everything we do is a ritual. So let's talk about rituals with a particular focus on moon cycles. Now, I didn't know, normally I look at my calendar when we schedule, when I schedule these kind of things. I didn't know that I'd be scheduling our conversation dead in the middle of a full moon a full moon in Scorpio <laughs> for that matter. I'm like, uh, uh, you did what? <laughs> and the theme is letting go, ending a cycle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> talk about divine timing. Yes. This is me trying to portray the love and light and happy, but like on the inside, I'm like, so much is coming up. So much is showing up and needing to be... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm released and translated into other energy and so full moon in scorpio we have new moons as well what kind of rituals do you want to talk about rituals for the full moon or rituals for the new moon or rituals for just the moon cycle in general Um, I can do new moon and full moon, like touch on mm-hmm. the light differences between the two and how I establish the different rituals. So with full moon that is happening today, uh, after good introspection, like the, the whole moon cycle, there's a time for everything. And the build up mm-hmm. to the full moon, I feel, is where you dive into that shadow self, those ugly that people think are mm. they just wounded mm. and work with them find ways to love them and connect with them and understand why this happened or why mm. this is a personality trait and when the full moon comes you can write down the things you wish to let go of whether it's from parts of your wounded self or parts of a personality trait that you feel are not aligned for this next journey and you can Mm. write it down and what I like doing is burning I like burning my stuff I love burning like my parents will make jokes and say hey this is not Limpopo or something you know like the neighbors will think you're turning a house into Limpopo for those who are not South African we can't tell you it's an inside joke we just pretend like you know, just laugh. This is the part yeah, where you laugh. Learning to time, <laughs> and yeah. So I burn um, the things that, like, on a piece of paper that I wish to let go of, and afterwards I'll burn incense to clear the space, uh, almost like a symbolism. Like it is done, it is clear. I like this is all gone. It's going. It's going with the air, and mm. I'll do a light spring clean to like welcome new energy, new opportunities. And then I rest, mm. I don't do too much. Full moon, 
Mm. You don't have to do too much. Just after that whole moment of introspection, whether it's over a course of a couple of days or maybe on the day, on the morning, a few minutes before, mm. like, it's really okay. Uh, we, we don't need to be so focused on like each and every detail of certain rituals and mm. crafts and all that. I feel as long as the intention is there, it's, mm. it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. With new new moon, I feel new moon is like the symbolism of new opportunities. So, after full moon Mm -hmm. and you've let go and you've rested, you can start thinking about the new things you want to align yourself with. What is it you would like to work on? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a certain project you would like to work through? And I also feel during this time you have to be very realistic. it goes back to the quick fix thing. Um, don't dive into these things if you want instant gratification. It doesn't work like that. I feel the moon phases guide us for alignment before we can get these things to maintain a certain mm. character. So that's what I use new moon for, mostly for what do I want to maintain within myself. Mm. And I journal that. And mm. I sometimes sleep with the writings under my pillow to me, like I'm, I'm keeping this close to me to make sure that, mm. you know, it's the energy is mm. there close to me. <clears throat> and grounding practices. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. grounding practices. Um, as I said, I'm not like so knowledgeable in chakra work, but uh, mm. recently, um, Shout out to We Move Yoga, first of all. Um, they have taught me some things <laughs> and energy points and the importance of yoga and breath work and moving your body and just explaining different energy points where um, sometimes when an energy point is overactive, uh, mm-hmm. then um, the things you're trying to achieve versus the reality is not meeting. And mm-hmm. um, certain yoga practices help with that. So the build up mm-hmm. to new moon and on new moon, I will be busy with that as well, mm-hmm. just to keep my spirit and my emotions in my body and stay grounded mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. I can execute instead of letting everything be airy fairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you so much for explaining the rituals you do for the new moon and the full moon. People may listen to this at a time where we are past a full moon or a new moon, but they always come back once a month. There's a new moon. Once a month, there's a full moon. If you don't know, you will feel it. Yes. you'll you know have those emotions and then you'll look at the calendar or someone's status on whatsapp will say Dan, da, 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 and you'll be like oh yeah this is what's going on with me which brings me to my question for you this is just a follow-up question mm-hmm. do you and maybe it's partially because of what happens with me do you always have time to do a ritual for a full moon or a new moon? Or sometimes is it just like, whoa, it's on top of me. I forgot that it was coming up. Are you ever like me where you schedule a thing like this during a full moon? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there are months where that actually happens. And you feel like you're Mm -hmm. missing out, but you're really not. Mm -hmm. 
because um, as I said, as long as the intention is there, God is mm. always listening. So as I said, mm. you don't always have to do all these rituals and all this. Some of us mm. practice it because it strengthens a certain gift and certain mm. things we are aware of that we've called for the last time. But mm-hmm. when you just new in it, don't stress yourself too much. Mm. Stress yourself too much. So I remind myself of that as well. Like when I do miss it, like it's okay. Mm. Like I know that I need to work on these things. I know that I need to release these things. Mm. I'll say a prayer. And a prayer in a sense of like, yeah, I'm talking to God. Mm-hmm. This thing of like having a set way to pray can, I think, scare people away. Mm-hmm. And I don't think coming to God should feel like that. So mm-hmm. I'll actually have a conversation like about a, a person and mm-hmm. I'll fall asleep peacefully and actually wake up lighter in the morning. So mm-hmm. for me, that feels like, okay, the ritual has been fulfilled. Just as if I were to write and burn and I love that you're you are saying or it sounds like you were saying there's still beauty in simplifying like it doesn't have to be as um hard work driven you know a lot of the times we think there needs to be hard actions before there are results but it can be as simple as have a conversation with God the same way you'd have a conversation with a friend. And that too is just as powerful and enough. It simplifies the process and takes away the expectation to have it be perfect. Like we don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can just be an intention that you have set. Hmm. I'm pausing because (laughs) we are at 48 minutes and this other conversation about sexual interactions, it it feels like it's a conversation on its own that could not be potentially concluded in now 11 minutes. I definitely agree. (laughs) because we don't want to shortchange people this is not a quick fix we're not trying to cook you up some herbs herbs americans say herbs we south africans say herbs we're not trying to cook you up some plants to take home with you and you drink and you're a millionaire tomorrow no guys we need to give you (laughs) (laughs) or like i want you to go harm this person what (laughs) do you know what that's gonna do to me (laughs) <laughs> do you not understand what that's no. oh. <laughs> we are responsible medicine women and we are intentional and we align with divine timing and what needs to happen when it needs to happen so what I'm going to do is I'm going to realign with Martina because we've loved having her here I'm going to realign with her and see if we can get her again but I also think this sexual um 
interactions and spiritual hygiene conversation could be better housed with maybe one or other two women in the room with us as well. Maybe this might be like an episode where we talk about our, now some people may not want to share and other people may want to share, but our experiences when it comes to having felt an energy exchange during sexual interactions and what it looks like to be a man or a woman who is maintaining spiritual hygiene in the realm of sex. So with this nine minutes that I have left, I'm going to give Martina an opportunity to talk about her business because I feel you need to know the wonderful work that she's doing for her clients and know how her business name came about and what it is that she does. Like, Gail, what do you do? You know, because everybody wants to know how you make the money. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. By day, I am, and by profession, I am a homeschool teacher. And mm-hmm. by night, I am a jewelry maker. So that's what you guys see on Instagram. And the name Nahum came from, uh, as I was explaining earlier, in the conversation before recording, um, it came from when I was reading Psalm 23 and just working through um, translating the Bible and not translating it through English, through different languages. I really liked um, the word comforter in the Psalm mm. 23. And when I translated it uh, to Hebrew, um, one of the names that came up was Nahum. And mm. I really liked that because it's a type of comfort that is not um, a form of a hug, the way we expect it. It's the type of comfort, mm. you know, when the godly comfort, um, the things that you need in that mm. moment. And when you receive it, it is just as comforting as a hug, or like a spiritual hug. Mm. So I felt that was very fitting for the business. Um, especially with the jewelry, because um, yes, I'll create cool things here and there, um, but what I normally create for clients is um, like your anklets, your different necklaces, your bracelets. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm creating for them, um, if I've had a conversation with them, a nice long conversation learning about them, sometimes I'll feel compelled that, you know, let me add this to the package. And mm-hmm. people always love it. Like, well, I didn't realize that this is what I actually needed. People will be like, oh, I don't feel like taking it off. So I'll be like, okay, you know what? Thank you, God. Thank you for blessing my hands. Mm-hmm. And we continue to do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sometimes um, the things I'll add will be crystals. As I'm learning about crystals, that's a whole nother awakening that can happen. Uh, maybe we can have a conversation about that in the future. Because I'm still yeah. awakening to that. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just extra pieces of jewelry with certain symbols mm-hmm. that I feel you need a little bit more protection right now. Mm-hmm. You're a water lady. <laughs> wake up to it. Mm-hmm. I hope you wake up to it. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. that's Nahum. Nahum untitled. <laughs> the Haditas in the background are singing in praise and worship. 
as you're explaining, we're like, yeah, (laughs) we're not killing any animals, guys. Those are a type of bird in South Africa, okay? You must just Google like YouTube videos of Hadidas. Yeah. Not <laughs> not having known your business name or perhaps the meaning of your business name, I remember just feeling drawn to have you create pieces for me, if you will. I remember waking mm-hmm. up and going, it's time. We need mm-hmm. A, B, C, and D. And now knowing more about your business name and the way in which you work I'm glad I responded to that call I'm glad I was like okay I hear you this is where I'm going and absolutely love your work I I know I've said this like several times I'm just like I'm fangirling right now Thank you. No, it's gonna be such a pleasure creating for you. I can't wait, and I'm glad that, mm-hmm. like, because before you asked me, every time I see you on Instagram, um, I would always see certain colors. And when you came to me with what you requested, those were the colors, and I was like, God did it again. Like, I just love how God mm-hmm. uses us to speak to each other and connect. Mm. So that was oh, I really can't wait. I can't wait to give to you. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um I'll ask you two questions. The last one being what words or message from your heart or your guides would you like to conclude this conversation with? But before that, I'm going to ask you. What do you believe to be or describe as your sole purpose within this realm? What do you think you're here to do? Or what do you believe you're here to do? I believe for now, because things could change at any moment. (laughs) For now, Mm -hmm. I believe Mm -hmm. I'm here to protect. uh, Most Mm -hmm. importantly, the kids. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that um, whatever word you use for negative energy and those type of gods and beings and all, they come for the children and mm. I think if we put in the time to protect them before they experience certain types of trauma we'll be mm. doing the world a great justice instead mm. of putting a hundred times more work trying to heal an adult just protect mm. the kids mm. very sacred thing I uh, mm. talk to my mom daily about it sometimes we bump heads because you know um, the way the older generation was brought up this is what we're trying to achieve sometimes there's that friction but I'm glad that um, through it all she still gives me that freedom to do what I feel is right and mm. teach the kids in the right way I put God mm. back in school <laughs> Mm. Um, I think that's also what I'm going to do with my mom. It's a good way to reconcile. The right way, the wholesome way. The one that is not more damaging. Mm. The one that is not more damaging. That's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. I, I really like the idea of 
nurturing rather than restoring and repairing. If you find them young, you can nurture and potentially prevent trauma. I'm having a conversation with myself about whether trauma can truly be prevented. Um, different conversation, but I like the idea of nurturing versus repairing for sure. Okay, we're a minute down. Don't let this feel, don't let this make you feel like you are being rushed. But <laughs> what words or message from your heart or your guides would you like to conclude this conversation with? Stay close to God no matter what. And as long as you stay close to God, all these other things that we fight to manifest and work towards will graciously come to you. You don't have to fight for it. Hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all else shall follow. Amen. I like that this interview happened on a Sunday as well. I feel like we just engaged in church. <laughs> Took you guys <laughs> to church. Yes. <laughs> Next time we take Thank you to the clubs. <laughs> Where you guys find those relationships of yours. We're taking you guys to the streets. Yeah, We're answering the call from the streets. <laughs> teach y'all how to protect yourselves from these streets. Yes, yes. Don't <laughs> the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much so appreciated our time. It has recentered me in a way. It has been therapeutic to spend this time just reflecting learning and celebrating with you i am so happy to finally be reconnected with you and i'm looking forward to the wonderful conscious work that we will continue to put out into the world both individually and collectively i will put martina's uh instagram business stuff in the episode notes i will also tag her on social media approach with love please approach with kindness she's gorgeous don't slide into the dm with nonsense <laughs> i'll have to banish you <laughs> thank you so much Martina. thank you so Appreciate much you. thank you thank you for having me thank you for reaching out i'm so glad that we are reconnecting because yes. we've known each other for some time and yes. yeah we're relearning and re-experiencing yeah. it's been so wholesome from the get-go and i'm so grateful for that and i'm grateful for your podcast you are doing the lord's work and i wish you nothing but more podcasts more teaching more connecting Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mahulukwe.
keutaba ribuile. Aloha. Well, before you go, I wanted to thank you for taking the first step in supporting my journey by listening to this episode. The second big step would be exploring the various ways you can become an official supporter of my journey by signing up for our Patreon offerings. We offer some great benefits such as one-to-one phone calls and distance Reiki sessions with me. For more information, visit patreon.com forward slash journey with Mpo. The link is in the episode notes. If you loved what you heard, then subscribe to the show and continue to share episodes that resonate with friends and family. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please take a few minutes to rate and review us so we can continue to get our content to the people who need it the most. We are serious about getting your feedback, so if you'd like to take the rating and review a step further, check out our feedback survey link in the episode notes. Your feedback will help us to continue offering content that matters to you and is worth your time. Finally, in this day and age, it apparently matters how many followers you have on social media. So go ahead and find us on Instagram at Journey with Mpo, and we promise to make it worth your while by sharing heart-centered, conscious content. Thank you for your continued support. I cannot wait to spend time with you again in the next episode. <laughs>